everyone and welcome to the 194th episode of the Poorly Planned Podcast. My name is Benedict. You may know me better as BHL Hudson. Here we talk about movies, TV shows, a bunch of nonsense. With me as always is my friend, co-host, Japanese visiting, Ooh. returning home to potting, Ooh. buddy Frederick Putter right there. Ah, it's good to be here. It's an in-person pod it's once more. an in-person more. pod. It's been, oh. I mean, okay, we say this every single time. It's been, it's been a while. It's, it has been a while. But, but what is what is this, this one, actual? This one? one's actually been a while. <laughs> <laughs> this time, no cap. What's <laughs> we, been? We recorded March. Like, no. no. What? <laughs> March. No. I just reviewed Indiana Jones on this pod. <laughs> it was like uh, mid mid June was the last. No, time no. I mean like an in person one. Oh, oh, oh. I see. Uh, yeah, I think it was like April. Oh, yeah. been a been a while. Been a while. And um, <laughs> I reviewed Indiana Jones, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and we we haven't done a pod in a while because you've been off in Japan. Yeah. I've been at the beach. Might We've be bit, some, might be rusty this one. Might be a little bit, but we also have, dare I say, a, a great topic. This one's gonna be pretty big pod to make up for the you know pre-recorded mm. the no pods here. We're getting to the Barbenheimer phenomenon. Oh, it's time. Several weeks late. Mm-hmm. Of course. Still as very we, topical. As we do. I mean, honestly, we went to cinema yesterday and saw it. Still packed. Oppenheimer. Still packed. Very packed. And Barbie was, was packed as well when I saw yep. it. Pretty Same here. So you know what? Still relevant. People we, are still going. We haven't fallen off. <laughs> just um, yet. We're also going to talk a couple of news items. Actually, we're just going to talk two that okay. we, we deem necessary from the past two months. Okay. Um, then we're going to review Oppenheimer and Barbie. Then we have multiple Tom Knuses to catch up God, on. It's going to be a big boy podcast. And, and we have a lot of announcements and such from all the comments we've missed. So We've missed how many comments? Like I think three, four, three, three pods or something. Three pods. This is going to be what some could call a big boy pod. This is a super, super as could, pod. As you could say. Um, and there are time codes down below if you'd like to mm. skip around. We will say real quick, you have returned from Japan. I have. You, you returned... Bring many gifts for me, by the way, which I just I, like to. I did put one right there. For they, my, and for my and bro. you got me the greatest gift. Which, by the way, can I just say? <laughs> oh no! Oh, he is. He is. Ooh. Oh, it is. It is present. Yeah, <laughs> Freddie got me. Uh, we don't have to go into too many details, but just multiple very cool gifts. A bottle of sake was a in bottle there. Bottle of sake was there. Pretty great. And I got you. Uh, a pair well, of... please, please explain. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was looking for a bird shirt, as is referenced in New Girl. Winston Bishop loves bird shirts. <laughs> Couldn't really find a good one. There were bird shirts that were kind of, you know, like, you know, they, they didn't mid. have that. They didn't have that Winston aura, yeah. is what you're saying. And then I found in, I think, possibly the Gap and or Old Navy, okay. <laughs> I found a pair of bird underpants that are flamingo, to flamingo, be specific. Flamingo themed. And I thought, and you know what? God damn, are they majestic. It's pretty, pretty close. Pretty, pretty damn close. Yeah. Got me pretty close. And I'm wearing <laughs> them today. There we go. But yeah, Japan was awesome from what you've told me. Brilliant time. Yeah. I, I mean, the Instagram's been. It's been, been going crazy. Kind of popping off. Don't want to lie. A bit. I think people are getting slightly tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> the likes have been declining. <laughs> Everyone's kind of over it. <laughs> like, we get it, you dickhead. Pe- you peaked with the Lost in Translation post. <laughs> the very first one. <laughs> one too many. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it did look awesome. Um, and you've been, you've been back in the States. Back in the States. Not to the, dox you. <laughs> on, yeah, fuck. <laughs> uh, on the beach, doing my thing. God. Getting a little tan. And while we are uh, uploading this, when this pod goes up, we will be in Croatia. So that's we, all. We'll have stories from there to tell God. as well. We'll come back um, with war stories. Absolutely. Before we start, though, we have a request that we have to do. That we've put off for a long time. Mm. Alfeld uh, has been demanding on end. Okay. That we return to the segment that we so famously coined <laughs> once, I guess. <laughs> the Cheeds News. 
<laughs> so yes, we did a Don Cheadle news segment we one did. time, and it's been we've been. I don't want to say like harassed for months. I don't but, want to say completely blackmailed, but um. But I think it is time to return to. Ooh. So you know, Cheed's news. We Google the name Don Cheadle, and we find the newest news about him. He mm-hmm. wasn't Secret Invasion recently, so maybe he said something funny on the red, red yeah. carpet. So Al Feld, this is for you. By the way, Secret Invasion apparently got awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um. Uh. Surely that. <laughs> this cannot oh. be right. <laughs> This is uh, not a good start here. This is a terrible... Uh, uh, well, we have... I mean, I'll just say... we were, Okay, we were really excited for, like, something really funny. Don Cheadle yeah. has, like, an embarrassing... He has yeah, a funny moment on the red carpet. Ah, he's falling the over. The first news story here. Don Cheadle cancer. Is Don Cheadle still alive? I'm sure this cannot... This cannot... I mean, we would have heard about this. Surely. This, another, this, this would story. be... This would be on BBC. PKB News. I've never heard of them. And I don't see any of the headlines about this. So I'm going to say... Hopefully not true. Yeah. What a what a terrible return to the cheese yeah. news that would be. <laughs> no, no. You're like, it's gonna be oh such a God, funny segment. Oh my God, Don Cheadle on deathbed. <laughs> so we're gonna assume that's not true. Yeah. Hopefully, we wish. Cheadle I did. The best. I did see a cheats. I mean, are you gonna watch Secret Invasion? No, I've, I already know this. Oh, you know he, the cheats spoiler. He's a he's a spoiler alert. <laughs> what spoiler could it possibly be for the scroll show? Spoiler alert. Apparently, he is a scroll, but also he. That scroll got shot, and now he's back or something. But so I don't, I don't know, man. Cheats is back. <laughs> the ultimate news. <laughs> um. Anyway, blah um, blah blah. Well, I guess I guess the cheats news can be secret invasion and that whole thing. Also, so apparently it's theorized, and I don't know if they confirmed this or not. I did not watch the show that he was spoiler alert a scroll since Civil, Civil War, War? Sure. because apparently when they save him, like. He's having trouble walking, or maybe in a flashback he's having trouble walking, which is why for Civil War when he got, uh, mm. like, shot down by Falcon. Who knows? So the Cheats news, this is why we don't do the Cheats news, all right? <laughs> it's either really depressing yeah. stuff that hopefully isn't real, yeah. or there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. Actually, you know what? This top article, how much is Don Cheadle's net worth in 2023? I'm I very, guess, very intrigued. This. this is from GH Gossip. Are you ready clearly, to, are you ready to read $5? <laughs> clearly reputable site. God, they've chosen the absolute most baller picture of him, though. <laughs> A question many ask, who is Don Cheadle? <laughs> <laughs> completely unironically how many c- cars he owns a magnificent mansion in Oz- let's not let's not kid ourselves here so let's not dox Cheadle. um how many philanthropy works has don Cheadle supported <laughs> none <laughs> he, he tears them down <laughs> he actively hunts them <laughs> uh i just wanted the number does it, here does what it say this? anything it doesn't even say wait wait i saw uh Oh wait, net worth of forty million. Allegedly. Forty million. I mean, this is all you know, GH gossip, whatever this website is. And you know, apparently he does do many philanthropies, so good for him. But yeah, okay, great, Don Cheadle. How many businesses does Don Cheadle own? He's most known for his career in the entertainment industry as a top tier actor. <laughs> <laughs> that causes uproarious laughter. He launched the production company Radical Act. Oh God, <laughs> and signed a first look deal with Industrial Media, <laughs> and released a nuclear manifesto <laughs> days later. And he rewrote Mal. Mao's little red book. <laughs> anyway, that's your Cheats news. Alfield, I hope you're happy. <laughs> I hope, I hope you see what you've done here, Alfield. Yeah, torn us apart. Now, <laughs> we have two pieces of news that I think are worth mm. d- discussing. Okay. There were there are a few things. There's rumored Fantastic Four casting. There have been some trailers. Who cares? Yeah. There are only two trailers. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. There are only two trailers that okay. we need to talk about. Mm, obviously. Please. Actually, there's only one, because we already talked about the other one. I was going to say Haunting in Venice, but we did that. There was another trailer yeah, for it. There was an, okay, there it, was, it was basically kind of similar vibes. Is it there was, another last-minute Poirot reveal? 
Or is he just no, there? No, he, he's more present, but there's a more Poirot jump scary. There was something actually really funny <laughs> that I can't remember now, but... Um, yeah, they, you know, it's power in a horror movie. I'm actually yeah. weirdly excited for it. Me too. It'll be fun. When is it that it comes out? September. We're only a couple months away. Kind of great. And if you were to show up in Cork in like October or something, probably oh. still be in cinemas. So. Just saying. I'm hearing a great plan here. <laughs> uh, but the main thing we have to talk about is the Wonka trailer. Let's yes. be honest. That's, let's be real here. Um, now, I'll be honest with you. With, okay. one, with one glaring exception that is <laughs> yeah. very, very obvious. <laughs> I do not think this looks very good, personally. Interesting. I... But you, but you, the biggest fan, you said. <laughs> the big wonk um, man. First of all, let me quickly put this on silent. Yeah, there you go. Because I'm talking about Wonka, Mom? Come on. <laughs> Mom, please. I'm wonking it up. <laughs> um, when we first talked about this, I thought, God damn it, this, I'm not excited. It, it doesn't look great. Mm-mm. Timothy? Nay, I said. But now, after seeing this trailer... <laughs> I got shot. <laughs> the penny drops. Um, again, not the most excited I've ever been for a movie by a long shot, but it looked better than I thought it was going to be. Inter- I had the exact opposite reaction. I'll be honest. Interesting, because I was uh, with the first news. It's a musical. It's Timothy. I thought. I don't know. I. It had good vibes to me. I thought okay. it, it sounded promising, and the trailer. It's hard to put my finger on what I think looks bad. I just, I think I was expecting it to look, I don't know, it doesn't look cheap. I just didn't think it looked, I, I guess I was expecting something more, I don't know, what am I trying to say? It looks a little kids movie-ish okay. in a way, like in the production of <laughs> and it. And I need a Willy Wonka <laughs> drama, please. <laughs> I need a Willy Wonka war film? Um, World Wonka 2? <laughs> <laughs> Viet Wonka? <laughs> Wonkenheimer? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. There was just something. Also, I don't. I thought Timothy was a really good choice. Like, I thought he had a little bit of that kind of, I don't know, creepy, you know, <laughs> sort of like half whimsical, half creepy. And in this one, he's just kind of like a guy. I didn't really get the whimsy that much. Interesting. See, I thought, again, kind of the opposite, where mm. I did not really see him as a good Willy <laughs> when we initially got the news of him, of being, of him being the Wonka. But after seeing this trailer, he looks, he looks all right. I think he's he's got a certain whimsical charm. To I, him. I guess I think more so. It it wasn't as much him. It was more. I guess just a general vibe. I think I was expecting it to be a little bit more. I don't want to say like prestigious or anything. Mm. Like it's it's a Wonka movie. I get yeah. it's a Wonka musical. <laughs> but I thought it'd be like a little less. It, it looked kind of more goofy, which I guess it should it, be. It's it, a Wonka it, movie. Does it look more small scale than you thought it would be? I don't know. Yeah, it just it just didn't. I didn't have the vibe. I didn't get the feeling from it that I was expecting. I don't know. Maybe that's a me problem. I feel like maybe the general public is more on your side. So okay. I'm glad you're here to, to voice their well, opinions. I, I am the voice of the public, as, as is known. <laughs> but can we just... Can we, can we say the, the one saving grace for anyone in this trailer? And can I just say, in previous movies, there's been a lot of Oompa Loompas. Mm. Am I right? Yeah, so you, you are, yes. Just imagine... You, you're not super pumped for this movie, but... <laughs> a thousand Oompa Loompas... <laughs> Played. From which we only we've only seen one mm. of Hugh Grant's, a thousand little orange Hugh Grant's running around. That does sound magical. I'll say <laughs> sounds... there, there's the magic I was looking for. I mean, God, look, now okay. that now that is a chocolate fantasy adventure right there. <laughs> we are Hugh Grant fanatics. <laughs> Hugh Grant <laughs> stands as you could call yeah, us. Yeah, no, we we do love a Grant, and we love 
I I think we both love his his current career trajectory. Where I think his what, current choices are. He, he used to be like kind of a. Well, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't wasn't paying attention to Hugh Grant in the early two thousands, but he's kind of like a heartthrob sort of he thing. Was, he was he was the kind of heartthrob, you know, a bit of a quirky guy, quirky, sometimes a, a nice bad boy in some ways. And now he just does the weirdest, <laughs> fucking like, like <laughs> weasliest characters, the goofiest characters. It's so funny. He plays the same thing. In, he was in The Gentleman, Operation Fortune, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. He's the same guy in everything. Yeah. And yeah, now yeah. he's just decided to be a little Oompa Loompa. Honestly, and it's kind of awesome. Guy, I mean, um, Guy Ritchie clearly just broke the man. <laughs> yeah, he's such a <laughs> in, a, in a good way, maybe. Oh, yeah. But, like, the gentleman really, like, because I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but before the gentleman, I had not seen him in a role at all similar to it. Yeah. And then now it's all I'm seeing. It's all that. <laughs> it's all he knows now. Yeah. <laughs> he got addicted to weird, like, sexual innuendos. <laughs> Just kind of leering at people. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I assume we're not going to get the same uh, innuendo leering performance as an Oompa Loompa. That'd be so funny. But, you know, he, for the for the meme of it, for the, mm. the the pod fun of it, I think that looks great. And, I mean, just as a choice, it's not a bad casting choice, I guess. He makes a great Oompa Loompa. But so, you know what? I am not as excited for it unironically as I was before, but ironically, mm. I am a little bit pumped for it i'm not gonna lie i think it comes out in december as well so maybe we could hit it together Ooh, so perfect i mean i'll say i am unironically a bit more excited for it than i was and also ironically more excited Damn. so right. it's, it's, it's a double double whammo fair enough should we dive into the big the big boys of the of the week i think we should i think we should dive into the bombs as as, as you could say as as the famous quote from Oppenheimer <laughs> goes all right boys let's dive into the bombs commits heinous acts on humanity <laughs> um what do we what do we do here do we go barbie first do we go oppenheimer Ooh. first what's the what's the play i don't know it depends what what kind of tone we want to end on if we want to end on a more um cheery note or if we want to end on barbie classic <laughs> also good. genuinely i have more good things to say about <laughs> oppenheimer so um should we let's go barbie first because okay. i feel like it's gonna yeah. be a bit of a bit of a controversial one we might and you okay. know i'm gonna Try to tone it down a bit. I'm not going to lie. And I think we'll get to this because someone left a comment about it. And I was not super... <laughs> I didn't love the Indiana Jones pod. I feel like I was a little much. No, no. I, and I just... I don't know. I think I, I struck a tone that <laughs> mm. was like... I don't know. I didn't... Listening back to it... And you're about to repeat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to go harder. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't think it... Uh, it was a very... It wasn't a very flattering look, and also I didn't find it as fun to listen to as sometimes other times we we do a bit of a bit of a roast. Okay. That being said, I don't have as much bad to say about Barbie anyway. Okay. I, so it's gonna work out. So it's gonna be fine. I, I will say it was you were very um you had strong feelings about the movie, and sometimes those just need to be let out. That's true. You know, it, it, <laughs> this is a therapy session for me <laughs> in many ways. Um, but let's talk about Barbie. Spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers for Barbie. Massive success. Uh, mm. Which, by the way, I ain't trying to say anything. But someone, <laughs> but that shit ain't deserved. <laughs> <laughs> but someone might have made a top ten box office predictions video at the start of the year, where someone might have said every year there's a movie that kind of comes out of nowhere and is a really big hit, and I think that's gonna be Barbie. I'm just saying. Okay. Did I see the in insane online buzz and just <laughs> say that that was happening? Maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Fuck you for insinuating. I, I made that hype happen. <laughs> I manifested Barbie's success. <laughs> A movie Without me, it would have been a flop. <laughs> I didn't really care for it that much. Um, but it's a massive success. Everyone's talking what's, about it. What's it on now? Like 900 like million or probably, something? It's probably going to go a billion. 
Uh, when I saw it in the cinema, it was packed. Everyone was wearing pink. It was, you know, it's a fun event also. Like to It go, is. Everyone clearly was like, just, like, having fun with yeah, it. Yeah, the whole kind of combination of Barbenheimer has just been... Yeah. No. I mean, that's also, you know, part of the reason for the film's success, I think. But it's just like, it's so fun and like the, the different contrast where like I had a friend who like really well went all out where he went to see Oppenheimer the night before fully dressed up in a suit he got like some like eyeliner on he got very like goth-esque in a nice suit and then the next day all pink dude I have a friend who did same day and wore Barbie Ooh. shirt for one and then changed I guess at the cinema into a suit <laughs> which is kind of awesome um but yeah, no, the the whole phenomenon, it's also because it was a natural thing. Mm. Like, it wasn't a forced thing. Yeah, yeah. It was like, because now they're definitely going to try to repeat this. With, they're going to, you know, schedule fucking some other war crime movie with a mm -hmm. kid's movie. And it'll be like, oh, hilarious. This just, like, happened like this yeah, for fun. Yeah, exactly. And um, what was I going to say? Uh, I had a point. I had a point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so distracted by Don Cheadle <laughs> yeah, cancer. Let's, let's get Don Cheadle cancer off the screen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, it it was a it was a I've lost my point. It was a fun combination of things. Um did you wear pink when you saw Barbie? I did in fact. I wore my pink swim trunks. Let's go. And I was I was going to wear my I had I just got a pink like sports top, but it was sadly very stinky. So I <laughs> I could not do it. Um but so no, I was I was rocking up in um a pink a pink some pink trunks. My sister who I watched it with, she rocked up in uh, a pink top and then like an all blue um like almost like suit in mm. a way okay looked very strange <laughs> kind of not not a look for not her. a fan of that personally <laughs> kind of looked like an allen if i say so <laughs> um but barbie did, i did, did you wear pink i did not i don't own anything pink actually which is <sighs> really not that i have a problem with with men wearing pink mm, um, of course you just, you just hate it. Yeah, it just and you think it emasculates them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I just don't own anything pink, but I went with my mom, my sister, and they wore pink. And it was, it was a packed show and everything. It was fun. Um, overall, my thoughts on the film. Liked it, didn't love it. Okay. I, I'm similar. I think a lot of my problems kind of come in the last half hour. Um, but that also accentuates some of the problems I had earlier where, as I was watching the first, like, two-thirds, mm. I was... I had a couple problems, but I was like, you know, this is fun enough that I'm going to ignore those. And then the last half hour was sort of like, I had a few problems there. And the there. problems got too much for me. <laughs> and then, and then as I left it on kind of a sound note, and then I started thinking back like, ah, and I didn't really like this that much. I didn't like that. So I think walking out of it, because my, my mom, my sister actually felt the same way. They were like, I think they actually liked it less than me. They were quite Ooh. unhappy with it. I mean, they were unhappy with it. They were <laughs> I watched my money back. <laughs> but they were just like, ah, oh, that wasn't really what I was hoping for. And so I think I had a more negative impression of it as I left, because mm. I think there is a lot of fun in here. I think so. But yeah. I have qualms. But You've got qualms. What are, we, what are you saying? Okay, well, I'm saying, again, I'm the same with you. I think I liked it a bit more than you. Didn't love it, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely agree that there were some moment, moments towards the last third of it that, um, yeah, weren't great. Mm. And um, but, but I thought... Overall, with with a few exceptions, it had a good kind of self-awareness throughout and good humor for a lot of it. Um, and I enjoyed a lot of the performances. I thought they were very good. Um, but yeah, some some plot devices didn't love. Um, personally, when the mom starts going on this whole rampage where she does like the two-minute rant about what women can and can't do and should, shouldn't do, got a little bit over the top for me. Hmm. I mean, 
Thoughts. I'm not a pig, so I didn't have a problem with that. <laughs> not a problem, but I just thought, I was like, the thing is, because there's like, some people obviously we're going to go into this and just hate it no matter what, and they're yeah. going to be like, it's, you know, whatever, you fucking Ben Shapiro losers who are like, I yeah, exactly. women shouldn't, whatever. Women are actually not as dominant as men. <laughs> Take it from me, the most dominant man. <laughs> obviously the message is great. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe it gets a little, <laughs> I don't want to say like, go on, over, speak, speak, speak no, your mind. I, I don't want to say, say like, it. Cause this is it can't get worse than Indiana. <laughs> Because <laughs> this wasn't even my problem with it. I, I didn't actually have a problem with this, but I'm, I'm, I get what you mean that like, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's not like subtly written that part. Mm. I mean, you know, but I think, I don't know. I didn't really have a problem with it also because it is like a good, important message. And also because I, I was actually talking to a friend who really liked it. She was, when I was saying like, yeah, you know, I didn't really like this about the plot and I thought the pacing was whatever. And she was like, yeah, but I think it's really important that like a movie with a positive message about this kind of stuff is out there right now when there is like a lot of, you know, shitty stuff going on. Oh, I, and so even if it is, you know, the writing isn't like masterfully subtle or anything, I think that part is, I think it's overall, it's a positive. I, I, I agree the message is good, but I do just think the way it was executed, because I think there's like a good message throughout the movie in general that's done in a nice, subtle, tasteful way. And I think mm. this one just kind of went, it went a bit too hard in that one scene for me. I don't know, I mean, my my problems with the last bit were more... <laughs> too much Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gets in the way. Uh, I don't know, I thought the plot was like, it got way too focused on its own concept by the end. Mm. And it got way too, there's a, I don't want to spoil community for you, but there's a line in community. Uh, that's okay. You, you absolutely can. <laughs> where they say something about like, yeah, some of these episodes are too conceptual to be funny. And I feel like that's kind of how it got to the end where it was sort of like, what the fuck is happening when she's in a <laughs> white void and the creative Barbie's there and she's like, I want to be a human. I'm like, is any of this a metaphor or is it real? And the thing is, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. <laughs> I'm looking for the metaphor here. I'm not finding it. You shouldn't be worried about that because it's such a silly, you know, it's not about yeah. That. Um, and I think I would compare it heavily to the Lego movie, where the Lego movie is a very fun, silly movie. And at the end, it kind of, there's a little bit of like, are they in the real world or are they not? Because it's a, is, is it all like a game? And mm. then like, he, but he moves in the real world or whatever. But you don't really think about it. It's not really yeah. a point. And this, it made it like a really big point about that stuff. And I was kind of like, what the, by the end, I was like, what the fuck is happening? For a lot of it, mm. I was just like, oh, it's just silly. It's stupid, whatever. Who cares? But then like, it does, especially when it stops being funny, because by the, towards the end, it stops being funny and it gets it just, so it gets, hung up on, like, yeah, being... Yeah, it, it gets very, very, like, existential. Yeah, and, and, like, every character has to have their arc wrapped up, and then mm -hmm. it has, like, eight endings, like Lord of the Rings. And so when it's not being... When it's being funny, you can kind of be like, yeah, whatever, Will Ferrell's in the real world, and Mattel knows about Bart, whatever, who cares? But yeah. by the end, when it's not really funny, then I, like, have to think about, like, okay, what does any of this mean? If you're going like, to mm -hmm. talk about this concept so much. Yeah. Um, but positives, I think Margot Robbie's great. I think Ryan Gosling's great. Fantastic, I would say. He was very, very good. Quite a performance. Um, I think Alan's pretty fantastic. I was not big on the Alan. You I'm were not, not a big on the... I thought they... What? I don't know. They were... You thought they milked him? I thought they went to the well on the Alan bit a little, bit, a little heavily. <laughs> I don't know. I think... I was, was it just me or did Alan look like his face in some shots? Did it not look weirdly like CGI and not like him? <laughs> I think that might just be you insulting just... Michael Sarah, but... Um, a de-aged Alan. <laughs> they put Harrison Ford's face on him. I, I'm, I'm trying to do the positives here, but another complaint. I think the comedy really funny at times. Mm -hmm. And then other times, I think they just, they hit the same jokes kind of a lot of times where it's a little bit like, like all the Ken stuff is quite funny. And then they kind of do it into the ground a bit. All the 
Alan stuff's kind of funny, and then they do it into the ground a bit. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, like, and there were there were a lot of jokes that... It's really weird, because I feel like this has happened with Greta Gerwig's other films. Uh, well, I don't think I've seen many of her other films. She, what, she did? She did Lady Bird Le- and Little Women. Okay. And then this. And Lady Bird, which this is more of a comedy than either of those, but with Lady Bird as well, I remember this kind of feeling where there are, like, build-ups to jokes. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like... You can see kind of where the joke's going, and okay. I'm kind of like... You know, you're ten- you're ready to laugh. And then it sort of does something like a little bit different. And I'm kind of like, oh, that wasn't... And if you'd done that joke just like a little bit different, I'm like, oh, that would have been payoff. funnier. And I, I, I'm i not trying to project anything here. <laughs> so <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there in the cinema, the joke happens, <laughs> leans over to your part. If I did that, that would be so much better. <laughs> I'm not trying to project anything, but there was a thing in the cinema where... Like, you know, the, the best joke got, like, the whole... You can feel the whole crowd laughing. It's really thing. Mm. And there were a few jokes where you can kind of... You feel that tension where it's built up to a joke and everyone's kind of yeah. like, uh... And then there was kind of like a... And they flop. Well, there was just kind of like a polite kind of like, ah, uh-huh. Like, ah, sort of like a bit they, of a chuckle. done did it again. I don't know. That, uh, the humor didn't work as much for me. That being said, trying to do the positives, there was a lot of funny stuff, especially in the first, I'd say, hour. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of enjoyable Ken scenes. And, you know, all, like, the Barbie, like, you know, the jokes about... Barbie fish out of water, Barbie, you know, all the Barbie world stuff, the you know, shower mm-hmm. doesn't have water and you float down from the thing and all that. Yeah, yeah. Like that that stuff was quite funny. And I thought it was very like the production production design was amazing and how they make them look like toys, how they film yeah, and all yeah. that. That was that was quite cool. I will say, by the way, and I'm not trying to start anything here. And if anything, this is kind of a compliment to Greta Gerwig. Okay. In a really backhanded, horrible <laughs> way. Okay. Uh but I feel like Greta Gerwig's movies, for me at least, are a little bit like the Emperor's New Clothes. Are you familiar with the saga? <laughs> the Emperor's New Clothes. <laughs> you know the Emperor's New Clothes, right? Is not Groove? No, the Emperor's New the Emperor's New Groove is a play on the It's the the Jose Anderson one where Oh the Emperor Okay, I did not realize and know it in English. Oh okay. Kaizen's nuclear. Okay, I yeah, gotcha. where yeah, yeah, okay. in case you don't know, it's where everyone is, you know with the Emperor, everyone's like, The Emperor, you're the best. And so they won't say anything about how he looks or what he does so he's like i will go around i can't remember the fucking thing someone sells him like the most amazing clothes ever and it's nothing and okay and he just buys into it. he's like this is amazing and he walks around the town naked and everyone's like oh my god you look amazing that's the best thing i've ever seen and then one kid is the only one who's like but he's naked and then everyone's like oh <laughs> shakes out emperor <laughs> yeah a bit of a weird story in hindsight um <laughs> but this flash of the town <laughs> actual crime <laughs> but my point is so you're saying that Greta's movies is like are a, like a naked are like, like a dick being showed to the village <laughs> I just everyone else loves them Ladybird, everyone loved it I was like I guess it's okay, okay. Little Women everyone loved it I fucking really did not like it okay. Barbie everyone loved it I was like I guess it's okay does everyone love Barbie though I, yeah everyone I've talked to loves Barbie really I, I mean I haven't talked to many people but most people I've talked to are like oh, it, was, it was okay I mean three come to mind specifically who Really loved it, yeah. Wow. Um, I guess, yeah, like, I mean, my mom, my sister didn't love it either, but I don't know, it's one of those things, and I realize that that comparison makes it sound like I'm like, I'm the only one who can see that it's trash, you're all just mm. lemmings or whatever. And, like, you know, everyone enjoys what they enjoy. My point was more, I don't get what I'm missing here, because all of her movies, I feel like I should love them, mm. and I'm just watching them like, I, I get I what don't, you mean. You know? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, Yeah, like, you've got this thing, there's this... Everyone is is hyped up about it and everything like that. So you've got this. You also walk in me like okay, because I walked in and some people said they like before. Some people told me they were like, eh, it was okay. One person told me they really loved it. Mm. And I was like walking in. Okay, I hear great things. 
And then I walk in and I'm sitting there and I'm having a good time. And then afterwards, as you say, after it's done, I'm sitting like, I enjoyed it, but should I have enjoyed it more? Is that, is that a... Yeah. I, it just, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, my, my big kind of, I think what overall made it not really work for me. And I guess this is what made it such a huge success. So I guess, you know, fuck Hmm. what I'm thinking, but it feels like it's stuck between wanting to be either a like kind of real movie about sort of existential, like a Barbie, but what if they have thoughts and they think of death, Hmm. whatever. And like a Lego movie enchanted type movie where it's like, goofy ridiculous and, silly. and they go they do the fish out water stuff and so it's too stupid and silly to for me to like get into like these existential themes or whatever and then it's too fucking like full of its own concept and whatever for it to be that funny and so it's this weird middle ground which i guess is how you market it to you know kids i mean half the audience was little you know little girls and then that's how you get them in because it's like oh it's the bar movie but then it's like i guess like smart enough for adults to also enjoy yeah but i felt like I feel All the kids were, by the end, the kids were, like, not into it, because the well, last sure, because it, it, it does feel a little bit crammed in, because you can, you can obviously tell that Barbie goes through an ordeal throughout the movie, like, how her perception of the world changes and everything like that, but at the end, but, at, like, at the same time, there is still undertones of humor and stuff like that, where she's still, like, you know, in a silly environment, and then at the end, as you say, it's just complete, just ethereal place she's in. I also feel like they hit certain plot points a couple times, like, various Ken revelations and stuff that kind of, like, happen multiple times, and I don't know, and it's also way too long. They also, I mean, like, I liked the Ken song thing, but Mm. I was also kind of like, what the fuck is, like, they do, then they do a song, and I was kind of like, I get it, sort of, like, funny, you know, meme Ken Mm -hmm. thing, but also, I was like, what is the actual, is it because they're actually best friends or is it because they the joke is that they fight with a dance because they're not really that manly or whatever i i don't know i don't know i, I was kind of like did you do you like the ken and simu i mean he's also ken but the ken ken kind of dynamic yeah a little bit but also like, i don't know another one that they kind of drove into the ground i did think like the the sort of montage of them stealing back the barbies i thought that had some pretty good jokes especially the yeah. godfather one where he's like let's re- replay it and i'll talk you through the entire movie <laughs> i thought that was pretty good and yeah. also when they're sitting on the beach and they he, like serenades her for four hours you know that's yeah, the they're, thing but there were pockets of really good humor and then good humor and just, self-aware humor and then sometimes it just kind of like just drove it into the ground mm-hmm. and i was like ah, i don't know damn <laughs> i should have written this <laughs> if i wrote this it would have been so much better <laughs> If we two men who saw the movie Barbie had written it, it would have been awesome. This is literally like a joke they would do in the movie Barbie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I again, I am unlike you, you absolute pig. Mm. I am talking about the like the humor and sort of pacing, not the message. And I'd like I, to be I mean, clear, I'd like to be clear, I'm joking when I call you a pig. I know that's not actually what you meant. Well, I'm, I would like to say that I am a pig and I hate the message. <laughs> no. Again, message is fine. But it was just that one scene. I know what you're trying to say and you are not I'm not throwing you under the bus as if you were. You can throw uh, me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Will Ferrell was pretty funny. I enjoyed it as well. But again, that, like, Will Ferrell, it's a silly movie, right? But he almost, like, he's by far the silliest part of it. Like, where, when they're, like, chasing Barbie and stuff, I don't really... Wait, what the fuck? I guess it was, that's it was, the thing. These scenes happen where I'm like, what is this, like, weird choreographed... Like, it's kind of funny, but it's also it, almost it, like, what? Yeah, exactly. It was like, <laughs> it was really funny. But I was just like... But like what? Why, what why is reality that? is he, why are they like doing this like dancey <laughs> run? Yeah, why, like you're clearly like wanting. It's to, like a musical number. Yeah, like get to like capture Barbie. Then you run into her, scream and run away. I'm like, well, what's going on? It's like here? it's like a pantomime stage play all of a sudden. And that's the thing. Again, some. It's just like it's a weird mismatch. Where again, I feel like there's just something slightly off that I'm not that I don't like get. Or that I, doesn't I agree hit because for me, it's also like because in the way like the way they build it up is like 
as almost as if he's like a bit of a villain mm. in a way, right? But then it turns out he's not really anything. Well, right? like, he fucking disappears in the movie for like an hour and then he, he shows up at the he... end and I'm like, oh yeah, Will Ferrell's in this. Yeah, but what does he do? Yeah, Nothing. <laughs> he just comes like, to like, he literally, like he, have he's... one of the 20 endings at the end. Exactly. Like he, he, you know, travels through the lands with his weird little cronies and then he shows up and then he's... I, I can't even really remember what he does, but just this weird montage of him running around, getting there, and then there's not really any purpose for him because he's not actually the villain of the story. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, look. I, yeah. Even though I enjoyed him. That's the thing. People will say, like, oh, what, you're dissecting the fucking Barbie movie, whatever. But that's the thing. It kind of... With, like, the Lego movie... It warrants dissection. Well, <laughs> like, it, it doesn't play to that silliness enough to not have you thinking about these things where yeah. like you are thinking about and also by the way the Lego movie is way better written also just like in pacing and plot and all that overall I did like it me too I'd like to I, say I have a po I gave it a overall I gave, positive I gave it a three and a half on Letterboxd I gave it a three ah. <laughs> I gave it a three <laughs> computer shut down um, um, I think it has a lot of fun in it mm -hmm, it has, I agree it's worth seeing for Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling and you know a lot of the supporting cast for quite yeah. fun as well um, there's a lot of uh, sex education cast there, which I there is, like, yeah, and they get a little hug at the end. That's yeah, yeah, fun, yeah. and yeah, there there are some funny jokes, some great production design. It was fun to see, you know, for the event of it all, you mm -hmm. know, with everyone dressed in pink, and that was fun. But I think if you're an adult, as an adult myself, I think it's kind of, of a weird mismatch. And if you're a kid, I think you'll enjoy the colors and stuff. But and then maybe towards get... the end, you might fall off a bit. Yeah, they like marketed it for basically to get all these kids in, and mm -hmm. then. I don't know, I feel like it's a little bit of a, a catch-22, which I have no idea what that phrase means, but I'm going to take a gamble. You're using it I'm going to throw the dice and assume <laughs> it applies to something completely different. <laughs> I get if you loved it, and that's great, and I'm not saying, again, my Emperor's New Clothes comparison, I'm not saying you're stupid or, like, just following the... What, but like, just, you could have written it better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if anything, again, if you take away the, you know, I'm better than everyone implication, mm. I'm just trying to illustrate everyone loves her movies, and honestly... I have not seen a single one so far that I that think is anything above, loved. like, mid. Pretty, yeah, like, pretty good. Mid. I'm gonna hit you with a sneaky... Uh, you know, it was enjoyable. I'll say a 7.9 out of 10. 7.9 out of 10? 7. You like that as much as Black Mass? <laughs> I hate that that's your measuring <laughs> stick. 7.6. That's better. 7.7. Fuck! Interesting. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hit you with a 7.5. Really? Yeah. How does that make any sense? You gave it a higher letterboxed... Rating. Well, we do say... Letterbox is different. I yeah, because then you would give it a 6. I think you giving it a 7.7, kind of high. I, I'm going to say, seven, like, in the 7 area, good movie. Had a few things I didn't love. I'm going to hit you with a smack dab in the middle. Because, again, I do these scores how they would, you know, it would be like a grade thing. Mm. If I got a 77% on a test, not in the Irish system, because the Irish system is fucking weird, but, you know, back in our yeah, yeah, yeah. school days, I'd be like, ah, not great. Not my best work. Mm-hmm. But all right. But all right. You know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Barbie. That's that's Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> we do the whole thing over again. Anyway, <laughs> Barbie. <laughs> now we are gonna talk Oppenheimer, um, mm. aka Oppenheimer, aka Oppenheimer, aka aka Brown Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Classic reference. I thought you were going to say AKA, AKA Cockenheimer, but <laughs> I missed a moment. So which, which, you know, we'll get to definitely. Um, yeah. Enough of that. Um, he, he do be, as we'll get to, he does hit a pose where he hits the <laughs> ball Bustenheimer. <laughs> we will talk about that. Spoilers for Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oppenheimer overall, I went into this with tempered expectations because okay. I have two friends who had seen it before going in. 
One of them gave it a five star. One of them gave it a one star. Okay, well, I again, as, the... as, as I said before, mm. your friend who gives it a one star, I know who it is, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I named names. <laughs> he told me straight <laughs> up. Shit is ridiculous. I, there was there was some. Uh, what is that about? There was some some tension there, and I mean, yeah, this you know this will lead to some some mini beefs if you ever meet this man. But mm, of course, um, mine's a throw down. That being said, the what he explained to me that he didn't like about it, I do most like most of the complaints I'm gonna have are basically what he said. I just think it did not affect my experience nearly as much as it affected his. Okay, but overall, I would say. Pretty great, pretty damn good movie. Pretty great. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done my letterbox review, but I'm thinking four stars. I, I went with a cheeky four. Okay. Um. And as we'll get to, definitely some problems. Yeah, we love to talk problems here, mm-hmm. but also definitely some some big highs <laughs> in terms <laughs> of in things that we probably that other people maybe don't see. But <laughs> goddamn, do we have a good time with like it? Us. <laughs> if the if the rest of the movie wasn't really captivating for me these problems mm. would bring it down more because mm-hmm. like I, I there were quite a few moments where i was like i don't like that I don't like that but yeah. because a lot of the movie is i think really fucking great yeah that keeps it at a, exactly. at a four i think in terms of just like let's talk let's yeah let's talk negatives what things did you not enjoy ah should we not start positives i feel start- like we all we all go negatives first okay 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 Actually, i'm trying to i'm trying to I'm trying to get away from that Indiana stink that I have mm, on my... So, so you're saying you want to end on a negative note? Yes. <laughs> exactly. I, I need a little bit of that Indiana. <laughs> I'm trying to get away Can't a little bit. <laughs> Look, in terms of positives, I think fucking fantastic performances all around. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, mm, uh, Matt Damon's still good. I don't know if he's as great as everyone else. He has a couple I, of... I like him. He was good. He was good. But I don't, he, I don't think... I, I didn't sit there and be like, oh, Matt Damon. Yeah, it was kind no, of he, weird. He wasn't bad, I think, compared to other... I think he was just kind of like... Matt Damon, you know, actor. He's a good actor. You know, he was just like... <laughs> he wasn't bad. He did what Matt Damon could possibly do. <laughs> I feel like other actors really stood out to me. I was just like, kind of like... But I mean, you know, Matt Damon. I, yeah, I, I get you, but at the same time, like, he's supposed to be... What was he, like, a general, a colonel, or hmm. whatever he was. Um, not supposed to show too much emotion, No, he was, I guess. You know, he was good. I don't know why I singled him out. I think it's because there's one line that we'll get to that I thought was kind of goofily delivered. Okay, yeah. But I think Killian Murphy is fucking fantastic in this. He is great. I yeah. think he, he captures... I mean, you know, obviously there's the the guilt and the harrowing, whatever, trauma and all that. But I think he also, because that's all I really knew about Oppenheimer. I didn't know anything about his personality. I just thought, like, I knew he was, like, he's the guy who made the atomic bomb. And then he was, like, racked with guilt for mm-hmm. forever, whatever. But he also has, you know, like, I don't say a devilish charm. but like, I don't want to say my boy Ballin. <laughs> he has, like, a weird charisma to him. And you can see, you know, he's also, you know, not the greatest bloke in terms of uh, marriages and stuff. But you can see, like, how... He's not just kind of like this, like miserable fuck, and you're like, how? Why does anyone talk to him or like him or give him these yeah, opportunities yeah. or or the you know mistresses and all that? You can see like he has this like kind of dead-eyed charm and charisma. I don't know. Mm. It was a really well. He, he he's not like obviously he's a weirdo in in some regards, but he's not like a complete, you know, like social outcast. Yeah, he sort of has like a bit of a. He's got that um narcissist, not even narcissistic, but a little bit of a. He's got that Ted Bundy vibe. Well, I don't know if I'd say that, but, um, but I just thought Killian Murphy pulled off everything he was supposed to do Ooh. in this fantastically. Um, and I thought, I mean, everyone else, should we go to, through the cast real quick? Cause it's a fucking enormous cast. It is a huge cast. And there are some very amusing additions. There was one point where you just turned to me and whispered <laughs> in my ear, Roderick rules. <laughs> and you looked at me and you said, oh my God, <laughs> that is Roderick. <laughs> so we have Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr. I thought was quite good. I pretty good, it was, it pretty good. Very good. Yeah. Emily Blunt was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she had that one badass scene that I very much enjoyed. That was quite great. 
Florence Pugh is quite good. Not in it much. Doesn't do much. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say... I'm not trying to be a I don't want to say Toppenheimer. I don't, don't want to be a prude, but I'll say maybe slightly excessive moments. Um, <laughs> Rami Malek, as you sent me a TikTok, coming in clutch. <laughs> he really does, though. He comes in with coming the in ultimate... Coming in for the 1v15. <laughs> It's such a random, like, just, I guess it's not the movie's fault, but he shows up for, like, 30 seconds earlier, and I'm like, well, they definitely didn't get Rami Malek just to stand there and get shit on by fucking Robert Downey Jr. for two seconds. Yeah, exactly. So he's definitely gonna come in handy I mean, later. I, per, like, this is obviously my own fault, but I wasn't really... <laughs> <laughs> I've just pointed out Tom Conti what? Albert Einstein. Oh shit! I told you! Oh my god, god you no. laughed at me! Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, Gary we'll Oldman that. is Harry S. Truman. <laughs> and I said that yesterday. I was like, was that Gary Oldman? You're like, I don't think so. <laughs> fucking moron. <laughs> Boom! Damn. Okay, now I, I, I hold my hands up. Um, um, but Devin Bostic, Roderick Rules coming Rules? in for a quick... He vomits a bit? He yeah. comes in for a quick vomit. He has like a couple lines. Um, That's pretty much it, right? That's about it. Jack Quaid is there for, you know, a couple lines. Mm -hmm. Matt Damon, Josh Peck. Uh, Gary Oldman's there as, as who? <laughs> Josh Hartnett, David Desmalchin, mm -hmm. um, Gary Oldman, Casey Affleck, Dane DeHaan. I mean, now we're just listing actors. But Gustav Skarsgård, the guy from Vikings. <laughs> oh, let's go. Kenneth, we'll get to Kenneth. Jason Clark, yeah, Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, by the way, Alden Ehrenreich, fucking, he did Solo, disappeared for since Solo, and then he's been in Cocaine Bear and Oppenheimer. I, are we seeing the Ehrenreichen sons? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking here for it. I really like Aaron, Alden Ehrenreich. I like it. Um, and yeah, you know, just a bunch of other people, a lot of, uh, a lot of actors, I think generally well utilized. Every, yeah, everyone's very good. I'd say the standouts, definitely Killian Murphy, probably Emily Blunt. Mm -hmm. Um, although initially I was a little bit like, God, this is a shitty, like, we'll talk about some not subtle writing, but there was sort of just like, and now I'm drunk. I'm the drunk I wife. I yeah, hate you. Like, and I was a little bit like, oh, this is going to be sort of generic. But then she, she gets a little bit, she, you know, she, to do, she gets which back is nice. Yeah, exactly. No, but there is a scene where he comes home and like the baby's crying and she's like, yeah, I've been going to him yeah. every fucking time during <laughs> well, the let day. Let me carry the bottle away because I'm a drunk dog. I'm like, an alcoholic. Right. It's like, got it. We got, got it, Emily. Christopher. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I could write that so much better. <laughs> <laughs> the theme of this we're better than hollywood screenwriters probably we're better than christopher nolan <laughs> also probably shouldn't say that during the sag strike when like <laughs> yeah sorry but look yeah overall great cast um and i think just the the biggest problem the guy who gave it one star my friend um mm. had was the editing and at times i definitely get it because i was like there's just, like, weird editing, and there's, like, just, like, little cuts where it's, like, it's an establishing shot for, like, two seconds, then it's fucking... It was just, like, kind of, like, I don't know. That stuff I get, but for me, that was more... For me, that was just, like, little moments. I think, overall, I thought the editing was pretty I the, great. It was where pretty great, yeah. It was... Because it was, he was talking about how scenes, like, don't really start and finish, and I see that, definitely. And in another movie, that might bother me more, but in this one, it builds this, like, frenetic, crazy pace mm -hmm. that I think well, it, keeps it really engaging. Because it's, it's a long movie, right? If it was just, like, you know, the kind of, like, generic editing where you finish scenes and everything like that, I feel like it, it gets boring. You lose some of the captivation with it and stuff like that. But here, because it's, you know, a bit all over the place at times, it keeps you engaged. It, I felt like it kept it, it kept a really like, I don't know, tense atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It kept it, yeah, just incredibly engaging. I think it's definitely to the movie's detriment towards the latter part of the film. Yeah. When I think it gets fucking... Yeah. The way... I don't know, this is a weird comparison I thought of on the way home, but okay. it's kind of like, you know when you're on a run and you... No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
could not what tell you, you. What are you talking about? <laughs> and you start the run, and you're kind of, I don't know, you're tired, but you're feeling great, and you're sort of like, you're in it. You know, you feel like yeah, the, yeah. the hormones are going, whatever. If that's are you hormones going? Endorphins? Are you, talk, are you talking runner's high or what? No, I don't know. Just like you're running, you know, you feel good when you start running a little yeah. bit. And then if it's like a long run, you sort of get to a stretch where you're kind of just like in it. Like, you know, you're not really noticing that you're running anymore. You're just kind of like, you know, running along and you're kind of yeah, just like, yeah. I don't know, phased out. And then towards the end, you get back into it and you're kind of like, get that last stretch, whatever. That's kind of what this feels like. It's like a fast, like, you're like, I don't know, it's really engaging. And then there's, then there's, there's a few like, kilometers where you're like, yeah, there's okay, a bit of a lull where I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm existing. Yeah, it's just kind of happening. And I, we'll, we'll get to that, which was, um, I think, probably yeah. my biggest problem with it. But I think overall keeps this really intense pace. Exactly. That is like, because for a movie that's pretty much all dialogue, you know, it needs. Yeah. It needs to have a, a certain edge, yeah. which I think it has. And it, I don't know, it. I felt like it kind of, I'm not trying to make excuses for like maybe, you know, weird pacing, but I feel like it sort of also reflected Oppenheimer. It's kind of, because it feels like just like one continuous scene almost. Like, it, mm-hmm. and you don't really get a break. Yeah. And it kind of, I guess that sort of reflects Oppenheimer's life where he's sort of, it's all kind of chaotic and he's, he, he's a lot of shit God, going on in his mind. film student. Oh, he's saying it. <laughs> he's spitting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and the other big thing that I'd say is great visuals um i mean obviously the explosions you know mm-hmm. fantastic practical yeah <laughs> actually nuked the desert in there mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. actually i don't know because they did all this practical stuff i don't know how they actually i guess they did like a really big explosion but i, I guess it's gotta be some cgi involved there but well, yeah I, I, don't, I don't know and just visually like you know just the cinematography and stuff just nolan's movies always look amazing um and it just it was a you know amazing looking film yeah should we talk um Great nutty scenes that we very much do. We, do we go for nuttiness before we get to some negatives? I think I think, I think we might so. Because there's so you wouldn't think as as two very silly goofy men. Yeah, you wouldn't who, think that you wouldn't we could think this movie would have a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but nay. But oh boy. But oh boy. Did it just? Did it have some goodies for us? <laughs> I mean, okay. First of all, the namesake of the film Sloppenheimer. Yeah, obviously great. So there's <laughs> there's some there's some. <laughs> brief sex scenes yeah which is you know whatever there's yeah and then there are two moments <laughs> one in one which... where where <laughs> emily blunt is sitting behind killian right yeah you know and she looks up and then <laughs> killian <laughs> is just completely nude and then florence Pugh is 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 going to town right she's she's doing the toppenheimer <laughs> right as it's, as it's she's, she's she's hitting that on toppenheimer at him <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and that was making direct eye contact with Emily Blunt. And we'd like to stress, if you haven't seen the movie, this is, it's done artistically where... It's, <laughs> it's done very tastefully. I enjoyed it. <laughs> where he's still in the boardroom scene. Yeah. But it's Emily Blunt's vision of him, you know, having sex with Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. And so he's just sitting at this boardroom <laughs> table with all these guys in suits around it, just absolutely getting the shit ridden out of him. <laughs> so that's also, what a horrible phrase, getting the shit ridden out of him. I didn't realize how that was going to sound until I said it out loud. <laughs> shit <laughs> God. That's a oh. mad sentence. It's truly, <laughs> truly a visceral image. And then the other moment, of course. Mm, the other moment in which I don't know what, <laughs> what's going on. But there is a, and I assume it's post-coitus. We assume po- post-coitus. Although it could be mid-coitus, <laughs> knowing Oppenheimer. <laughs> Who knows? There's no way to know. There's really no telling with this man. But there is a scene where Florence is sitting naked in one chair, and then you pan over. <laughs> it pans over, and Killian Murphy, totally naked. Totally naked. Is got sitting his, with his, his legs, like, legs crossed. In this weird, like, Joffrey Baratheon kind of <laughs> way to sit on the Iron Throne. <laughs> like with a cigarette in one hand i mean kind of an balls absolute, in the other hand. <laughs> kind of 
absolute alpha pose, but also definitely crushing his nuts with that pose. <laughs> definitely I get that they didn't want to go full Killian penile mm-hmm. angle. Yeah, but like, but come also, on. There's no way it was not crushing his Oppenheimer sack. <laughs> <laughs> just keep the camera above his legs so we don't see him like also, sitting. I don't want to see his weird like sweaty legs. <laughs> yeah, just sitting like an absolute so... gentleman savant, <laughs> yeah. but completely God. nude. Hilarious visual. So... We've decided that is on the same level of Statham post-coitus yeah, sitting. Yeah, post-coitus just arms <sighs> out there. Whereas, but that that was more of a bass boost kind of feeling. <laughs> this is a lot of a like a sloppy walking through a puddle noise is what I'm getting yeah. from this. <laughs> And also, I this mean, screams for weights. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I also think at one... I can't remember what... It might have been in that scene. You leaned over to me and said, he's in his skinny boy era or something along those lines. No. Or he said skinny boy summer or something. <laughs> I don't remember what he said. But that was not there. That was where he was sitting at the table wearing like a long <laughs> yeah, white shirt. Yeah, but he also shirt. just looked like the Slender Man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you, you leaned over and said... You just, in the middle of this tense scene, I just hear about your skinny Pete audition. <laughs> that is what I said. He is a, he's a, he's a lanky boy. I assume he thinned down for this, I guess, because Oppenheimer is like notoriously quite like a, yeah. I don't know, like a skeletal man because he's all racked with guilt. Or maybe he bulked up. <laughs> maybe I'm just completely insulting him. I guess he slimmed down. He spent to... hours in the gym. <laughs> the for... beefiest role he's ever had. It was all for that one nude scene. He was like, my calves need to look toned as fuck as I crush my balls. And then the other well, nuttiness to be yeah. had. Fucking- Albert Einstein, I, I won't lie. <laughs> Again, not the most intellectual man because <laughs> in this movie about war and heroin guilt, some of the scenes I remember the most is Einstein doing a cheeky little walk. <laughs> Can I just say, when the trailer came out, there was a whole big meme, because, like, there's a part where he's like, you're going to need some help, and Einstein's there, and the whole meme was like, oh, it's like, they're doing, like, the Avenger, like, the whole cinema goes crazy, whatever. It is literally that vibe the entire movie. Yeah, every time. Like, he's some kind of Nick Fury-esque cameo. (laughs) There are multiple scenes. The one where he's in the forest, I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? They're walking in the forest, and Oppenheimer runs up to him. Albert. It's like fucking, it's like they're going to find like Hawkeye or something in the middle of the forest. That's literally the vibe you Genuinely. get. It was like, and then the, God. I mean, the, the DLC, like, cause everything up until this point, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, ah, oh, they're doing like a cinematic universe, whatever, Albert's Nick Fury. All of it, you can kind of, you, you wouldn't really remember it. Mm. But the deal sealer is this fucking scene where Oppenheimer's outside his house. Someone drives away and behind the car emerges <laughs> yeah. Einstein from the shadows. Like what? Like an actual the Nick most, Fury the type most moment. ominous moment what in the, the entire... What the fuck was Like, I was like, I thought, I assumed Albert Einstein was like somewhere across the country. He's just in the shadows outside Oppenheimer. Like, don't you... Also, when he runs to him in the forest... Don't you somewhere to be, what? Albert? Don't you guys like arrange meetings or something? Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't even remember anything he does in this movie. I just remember him, like, appearing as if he's fucking Phil Coulson or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Back from the dead. But in terms of... I guess it kind of plays into that, because we thought it was quite funny, but Mm. it does play into one of my complaints, which is for quite a serious... And one would think, in you know, trying to be quite sophisticated film. And generally Mm. speaking, I think a lot of the dialogue is solid, and it's not super poorly written or anything. There are a few moments of dialogue <laughs> and this is <laughs> that, that stand out. That's and that's, stand out. And, and that's the moment that made you think that Matt Damon was a terrible actor in this movie. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what they, I've actually, if you can, wait, I'll grab my phone because I actually noted down. Okay. I, I wanted to come with receipts. I noted okay. down a couple of examples of Please. moments. 
there were moments just that like I found for something again that's quite sophisticated, quite, you know, like dealing with high themes or whatever. And I guess they were trying to make it I guess Christopher Nolan's been accused of making his movies too hard to understand the past. They were trying to dumb it down, whereas like Yeah. You've been overshadowed in the papers, Oppenheimer. <laughs> Hitler's attacking. <laughs> well, okay, that was one where they fucking I mean, it's such like a it's almost like a fucking a family guy moment or something where it's like <laughs> September 1st, 1939. They'll remember this day forever, Oppenheimer. You got published in the paper. Oh no, Hitler attack. It's like, what the fuck? What is happening here? What a voice. Emily Blunt seeing him banging Florence Pugh. That was a little bit like... Yeah, that was... There were some moments that like you didn't need to be so intensive. It's like, you could be a little more subtle of like, yeah, we get she. Yeah, you get disapproves. that she's, she's not she's not happy about it. But then out of nowhere, she just fully sees the Toppenheimer happening. Which, which that like, felt a little bit uh, excessive. It, just, it felt just comedic. More well, than yeah, it felt also funny. Uh, there were just a few different moments and scenes that just yeah also kind of like went fast. The Harriest Truman, Gary Oldman as cartoon Harriest Truman. Now apparently, I'll take back something we said yesterday. Him calling him a crybaby. Apparently, that did literally happen. Okay. So, but I also doubt the moment went. It was like a. 30-second conversation, he walks in, he's like, it just felt so, like, unnatural, and... It felt like he just, like, the movie was like, okay, Harry Truman needs to give him a slap on the wrist and yeah. be, like, annoyed at him, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, like, he, no, one, he, no one goes and meets the president for, like, 30 seconds, yeah. and he's like, get this bitch out of my office. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I, he walks in there, and, and the scene, like, the conversation transitions so quickly, he's like, I can, he's like, uh, Russia's gonna have bombs or whatever. And Harry S. Truman's like, no, they're not. They're not gonna have bombs. I'm Harry S. Truman. I'm never gonna die. And then they fucking, he goes like, oh, so I have blood on my hands. He's like, get the fuck out of my office, yeah. you little bitch. It's like, <laughs> is Harry clearly bipolar or something? What's going <laughs> on here? So like, fast. Well, yeah, there's also, again, I don't know if this was just the mindset back then, but some, like, sometimes we're like, oh, come on, they're, Russia's not gonna do it. Like, yeah, yeah they are. Yeah, what, no, they why are you being are. so unrealistic? I don't know if that was just like, like, overdone in the movie which it probably was or like like you know put heavier emphasis on that than it actually was in real life but some of the t like there's some people are just so stupid with it like harry yeah. it was like the russians won't have it it's like why don't you think they'll have it harry like what yeah are you, what are you talking about right now and there were definitely moments that felt like there were moments that felt i thought the whole robert downey jr trial thing was like you know that's pretty decently written but there were moments that felt like they had to get a plot point across and so they just like condensed it into this kind of like very basic conversation i was like in a movie that, again, feels kind of quite highbrow, mm. felt a little bit, like, in your face, like, here, here is the point of this scene. Mm -hmm. Albert's here. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just say when, <laughs> when he approaches and meets Heisenberg, we both just looked at each <laughs> other and started laughing. <laughs> He's like, I need someone for the job. Heisenberg. Heisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> um... I also think my other big problem, and I think you would agree with this, where the pacing does kind of let up, which we mentioned earlier... After they do the atomic test, which mm -hmm. is a fucking amazing scene. Yeah. Then, I know I knew that wasn't the end of the movie. It feels like a climax, but I get that it wasn't. Yeah. But, but fuck there is, me. There is like a 20-minute segment. There is where a just huge like, lull ah. there. Because you, you, it's a height like height of excitement, and then it goes into this like, you know, boardroom thing. And it's, But the thing is, a lot of the movies, people talking. Yeah. And it, it's quite engaging. And, and, it's also, one, and it's also leading up to something, yeah, you know? Yeah, this one... It felt like just characters, like, they kind of hit the same beat over and over again. It went on for way too long. It mm -hmm. kind of felt a little bit like every actor had a bit in their contract where it's like, well, I need to have a, a scene where I, I say a thing. Well, like, I, I'm, I'm Roderick. I need to vomit. <laughs> and they were just like, fuck it. We'll throw, okay, fine. You get a boardroom scene. You get a boardroom scene. You, and it went on for way too long. And it was at a terrible point in the film, really, for it. Because just in terms of audience engagement, because you're kind of like, 
coming off this really intense moment and then instead of maybe like cooling down a bit but now we have more movie and it's okay mm. then we build up again it just like dead drop to like yeah, a bit of a roller coaster dialogue heavy like and not even dialogue heavy technical heavy very much were you a communist from this year to this year i think you have whatever it's like i don't like, it's in, like even in the movie themselves like man i don't fucking remember what happened 12 <laughs> yeah. years ago what do you want from me yeah i don't know i thought it definitely took a little bit of a dip there um let me just see because i i know down one other i think there was one other nutty thing um well there's also the daemon thing because we haven't actually said oh yeah i didn't even, i didn't even say the the <laughs> so i just have a note here Albert appearances Robert naked pose. <laughs> Two linked comments. Um, fucking. Well, it wasn't Florence Pugh in the chair. It was a fully clothed Albert Einstein. One of the um, the moments that was like way over the top, which was in the trailer. In the trailer, I thought like that looks kind of goofy, but I guess in the movie it'd be better. There's a moment, and I guess he's a bit short fused or whatever. But where mm. Matt Damon goes, he's like, "Why should I go help you guys?" And he's like, "Maybe because it's the most fucking important thing in the history of the fucking world." <laughs> like, that's yeah, a meltdown. What is that, please? What well, is in fairness, I do, like, I do think that um, if it was just again written slightly better with maybe not that most intense, like that such intense dialogue, but like I do think him snapping at the dude there because yes. he's like, "Why? What should I doing?" You yeah, know? no, it's like being yeah. a little of a snivelly little bitch. But, but like, I, I don't think you had to go. It's I'm Matt Damon. <laughs> Save me on Mars. What he yells. <laughs> but the other nutty moment that definitely has to be discussed. Yes. Not only does. Acupol show up in this. He does. Kenneth Branagh. Mm. But he plays a Dane. He plays a Danish man. He plays a man of our country. God. Niels. And you know what? The accent, not terrible. Not the worst I've ever heard. It's it's not very Danish. It switches between like German and vaguely Dutch or something. Yeah. But there are moments where I was like, that sounds kind of like a Danish person. Yeah. How they would speak I, English. I, I, I hear it. He yeah. clearly like, he, studied a little bit. Yeah. He did not, he, as we said afterwards, he didn't study... Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume Two, but <laughs> the but only was, Danish thing I know to say. <laughs> but it was not bad at all. I'm um, Niels Bohr. I'm Niels Bohr. Um, can I also give just, me the Toppenheimer? Can I please have some Sloppenheimer? <laughs> <laughs> You're building a bomb. Is that that bomb ass of yours? <laughs> <laughs> See, that was good Danish accent. That was great. <laughs> But yeah, he was, you know, he was, he was solid. Is it just me or whenever you hear Denmark mentioned in a movie like this, you're like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. He's it, in, he's in Copenhagen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Even though the following line was like, it's occupied. We can't do anything. About it. it was like, it's not really a Danish pride moment, but um, he's in, he's in Copenhagen. Yeah. It's full of Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> but overall Oppenheimer, I'm going to say, despite some flaws, very good film. I agree. I thought it was, it was it was pretty much what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Good biopic, fast-paced, great performances, some goof. Yeah. But generally, an amazing visual moments. And also, I, the fucking... And we saw it in the Supreme Cinema. The fucking cinema shook. God, it did with those shake. Bombs. With the, <laughs> God damn it, those bombs make me shake. It was so good. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that is that is definitely the place to watch it. And also, packed yeah. cinema in a yeah, way that was... Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I watched Barbie, I sat behind these two. God damn. They were, like, waving... Like, I've never seen anything like it. They were, like waving their hands in the air and they were like screaming and yelling and then they did this thing whenever there was any scene that maybe, you know, was slightly comedic but wasn't like asking for a laugh out loud moment. They'd be like, ha ha, ha ha ha. Like, I, like you know, sarcastically. I was like, God. So it ended like towards the end. I was like, I leaned over and I, <laughs> maybe too much for me, but I, I wish it was like, this ends now. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, I'm sorry. You did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Because like, because everyone like in the cinema, they were like, so they were like not enjoying it, and they were laughing sarcastically. Yeah. So like, they were like, ha 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 ha, and they're like waving there, so people couldn't see, right? Mm-hmm. So people around were like, guys, stop, you know, like throughout the movie, and then like it got to a climax because they're sitting right in front of me. I was like, and Danish was like, no, stop it, Pia. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of. I mean, very ominous in any other context, but I feel like appropriate there. <laughs> and then you're done when I say we're done. <laughs> and that is now. <laughs> but yeah, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Pretty great. Pretty great. Um, also, can, can we just say the ending? I enjoyed where, where he gets like uh, Robert Downey Jr. gets some comeuppance. That was with good. A, with a clutch Rami Malek moment. <laughs> and a little a cheeky Alden Ehrenreich mm. in your face, Robert. Boom. That was pretty good. I have to say, one other line that I thought was a bit kind of over the top, a bit in your face. The final line in the movie. Because I thought, like, we get it. The I thought it was actually kind of a, you know, interesting metaphor where it's like, they uh, early in the film they think they can set off a chain reaction that will literally destroy the world. Yeah. And then if they'd maybe mentioned that, like, sort of, he'd heard, you know, something from the past, of, like, talking about the chain reaction that'll set off. And then it's kind of like, oh, interesting, because maybe they set off another kind of chain reaction. But then literally he's like, hey, Albert Einstein, you know how I said there's a chain reaction that will destroy the world? Yes, I thought you fixed that, Robert. What if we actually did that, like, metaphorically? I don't know. I kind of like that moment. I thought that was stupid. I kind of like that moment. No. No, you didn't. Cringe. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Again, better writers needed. Call me Hollywood. I know they're striking right now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We su- Although they are. So <laughs> I mean, they are. I'm not really. <laughs> we support the strike. Now it's time for... The Dumb News. By the way, uh, Mission Impossible 7, we will see it later this month. Mm. So I promise there is a pod on that and it will be it'll be good it'll be a great one some nutty stuff to talk about okay it'll be a lot of fun but unfortunately freddy's not seen it yet yeah we will get to it then Mm -hmm. in the meantime we got some tom news to catch up on we do okay first of all zj sent in an email i have no memory of what this is but let's take a peek but let's a go (laughs) wahoo (laughs) (laughs) tom cruise reveals the death-defying mission impossible 7 stunt almost ended in disaster Ooh. From ET Canada. Let's see. Uh, Tom Cruise famously does all of his own... St- blah, blah, blah. Uh, ride his motorcycle off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Cruise shared when asked what's going through his mind. It's funny that you mentioned en- engineering because there's, as you know, there's a lot of engineering in there to figure out that ramp where the bull is, the speed. You know, we're testing wind conditions early on. I set all that up. That's how I approach these. I mean, where does he say something went wrong here? Uh, make sure I don't get blown off of the ramp. I don't want to get blown off that ramp. This sounds like the most caveman language. <laughs> make sure I don't get blown off that ramp. I don't want to get blown off that ramp. Ramp. <laughs> ramp, ramp, ramp. And once I hit it, I don't want that drone to hit me, you know? That'd be hilarious if he does the stunt and he and flies then the dr- right into the camera. Then- <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's what kills him? A drone propeller cuts him in half? It's an unrelated drone. He's not actually... <laughs> not filming it's a nature photographer <laughs> he's filming some bears in the distance <laughs> you can see when i opened it i was in the wrong position and i opened the parachute and the parachute turned into the side of the mountain so what i'm getting from this is basically he almost he did. almost crashed into the mountain the dangerous stunt was dangerous okay understood yeah. surprise cruise. surprise you did it deal with it the other thing a couple other cruises that i have here one um tom cruise mm-hmm. 
showed up to a Mission Impossible screening. Okay. During the opening kind of run of it. Yeah. In Georgetown, Maryland, which not to dox myself, isn't, I mean, it's not like super conveniently close. I, like, it's not a cinema I would be going to, but, but isn't that far away from okay. where a cinema that I would go to, Ooh. which is to say there is less than... Okay, we're getting a good radius of your location right now. <laughs> There's only triangulate exactly my house. There's only so many miles that he could be within. (laughs) But which means if he had either gone to like a slightly different cinema or if I had for some reason decided like, oh, you know, we'll go a little bit out of the way to go to this one. I could have seen Tom Cruise. Because I went to see the movie like around that time. seen Tom Cruise with Tom Cruise is what you're telling me. That would be pretty nuts. So I just thought that was kind of amazing. That is kind of amazing. There was also an amazing headline that we definitely have to cover an update to the Tom Cruise Haley Atwell saga, which as the... Ah, uh, you know, yes. Um, so, yeah, so basically, again, we stress that most of the Tom Cruise we cover is, like, rumor, gossip, bullshit. Mm, it's, we on just, the, it's on those gossip websites. We just Google Tom Cruise and read exactly. out the headline. So there was a rumor that he dated Haley Atwell, his yeah, we, co-star. And, and I don't want to don't throw ourselves under the bus, but we kind of stuck to that. We're like, we they did, were dating. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so we'd like to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was definitely... <laughs> Definitely we went hard thing. on that rumor, yeah. which is our bad. But to be in, in our defense, not that there's much defense here. He, he did take her grandma for a helicopter he ride. For a helicopter ride. <laughs> they were seen at certain events, which I guess now just makes sense that they were in a movie together. Yeah. Also, I think our reasoning for kind of believing it was he likes England. Yes. <laughs> so, I believe the cruise England escapades continue. <laughs> so, um, but basically, here's the from the Daily Mail. He's like an uncle. <laughs> Mission Impossible star Haley Atwell says Tom Cruise romance rumors felt weird and a little dirty. God. I think there was also another there's article a, where she called it grubby. Yeah, that would be kind of grubby. <laughs> um, but so there's a 19-year age difference. There is. Um, during the time of filming rumors that swirled that they were in a relationship, uh, Haley has firmly shut down speculation and said she saw the actor as an uncle and turned to him for advice. I would be like, ooh, there's some weird rumors. And it, Ooh, feels some weird... based. <laughs> and it feels base. Uh, there's some weird rumors, and it feels base. It feels a little dirty. It feels grubby. It's not what I'm about. <laughs> okay. Imagine someone says, I mean, this is kinda... are, you, are you dating this guy? No. That's not what I'm about. That's I... gross and dirty and grubby. I mean, this part makes it a little bit like I, this part where I kind of feel bad about us perpetuating these rumors. Oh, God. Why are what? things being assumed or projected onto me about my relationship with my work colleague and boss? It's upsetting. Yeah, so, I mean, in a way... <laughs> in a way, we, are we part of the problem? <laughs> look at, we stress that we look at gossip sites and they're all bullshit and stupid. But yeah, in a way, it is sort of like she was literally just with... Or like around Tom Cruise because they were filming a movie. Like, yeah. uh, most of the pictures they used were like Tom Cruise and whatever dating. It was a set photo of them, like, on set in that little yellow but can car I just say... Can I just say... If you're taking someone's grandmother on a helicopter, <laughs> oh, okay, look, look at this. Okay, she looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, see, this picture of them, t- like, on set is like, oh my god, they're dating. And it's like, yeah, they also are filming a movie here. That's the Haley Atwell story. Mm-hmm. We uh, apologize, and there's an update to that. Yeah. Um, and then final one that I'll mention here for now. Um, there was a magazine where my mom, like, was reading this magazine. She was like, hey, you guys do that, uh tom cruise segment don't you there's a there's yeah. a thing in this magazine about tom cruise which by the way for the love of god i hope my mother has never listened to a tom cruise segment <laughs> but uh there was an article in the new york times magazine by katie weaver mm. where she pointed out that besides all the gossipy stuff very little is known about tom cruise's life which at first i was like excuse me i do the tom cruise i know but everything I was like, about it you know what? we do usually just find like he was at a baseball game and it's like oh uh-huh. but she basically was trying to find out like where tom cruise lives which low-key oh. doxing but also okay. She was like, 
because apparently there's like no public information or whatever. Well, I feel like we saw an article about like he sold his cabin or something, whatever. So anyway, apparently, I feel like he just lives at his in his helicopter at this point. <laughs> he doesn't sleep. <laughs> um, but uh, long story short, it was a kind of interesting article if you want to read it. But apparently, apparently, it seems he lives in Biggin Hill in England, according to this article. She actually, he lives in England. Apparently. She went to the place and like half the locals said he definitely lives here. And she found like, I think some seeming evidence that maybe it was him. Anyway, apparently if he does live there, which it was not confirmed or anything, but um, it's apparently like a super gorgeous place with like flowers. It looks like a, like a fairy tale land or whatever. Mm. And it's near an airport. Ooh. Well, can I just say, it would not be surprising to me if he's got like homes all around the world. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Uh, part of the article I was a little bit like, yeah, he probably he probably has a summer house there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, but anyway, so kind of interesting article if you want to read it, if you're into Tom Kutun's stuff. Amazing. <sighs> we still got the biggest segment to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now it is time for the announcements and such. First announcement. Let's such. whip it up. JC Comics sent us a video. Mm. Uh, another classic JC Comics edit. Okay. Oh, which delightful. I, I thought was pretty funny. Um, I'll put it in here. I'm gonna watch it as well. So I'll put it in here. Who is aware of how silly everything that like everything that's going on is? Tyrese. Oh my god, dude, dude. <laughs> Him and Ludacris. They're fucking. Cruz films it. It's found footage for the movie. <laughs> it's made so much money though, hasn't it? Like, they're fucking cruise <laughs> film. Yeah. So, a horrific edit, but also made me laugh quite Very a bit. enjoyable. So, good stuff. Uh, then comments first. We'll do some Spotify comments. Which, by the way, you can comment on the Spotify. Ooh. There's like a Q&A thing, apparently. Okay. Um, first of all, Baxter White says on the Indiana Jones episode, the infamous one. Mm, yes. Good app as always, but I find recurring ranting less of a fun listen than other apps personally. And I have to say, and I'm not just saying this to be a, a coward mm. backing down to Baxter, but again, as I said at the start... I do agree. I listened back to that one. And even though I, you know, still feel similarly about the movie, mm. I feel like, because, you know, a lot of the fun we have when you see a bad movie is ranting about how stupid it was afterwards. Yeah. And I feel like usually that also works better if the other person has seen it as well. Yeah, yeah I definitely. feel like it evolved or devolved into me just kind of like rambling on and <laughs> being less funny, more mean, which I feel like <laughs> happens sometimes. It's so going to get you canceled. It, I just, yeah, I, I apologize a little bit for the sort of like, I don't know, I don't think it was like the most fun listen. Again, yeah. most of the points I made, I would still, like, in terms of the film. He's old and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the jokes, because I mean, the jokes are just the jokes. Mm. But just in terms of like, I was just being like, yeah, just kind of like mean and I don't know. Yeah, it I was, mean, I, I've not seen it, so I just kind of... But I, I agree, Baxter, I think you're on to something. Um, That's the first real proper constructive criticism we've gotten in a long time. And I don't I, know how I to react to, to it. I hate Shut it. up, Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> Blogged? <laughs> <laughs> um, and on episode 192, Silly Guy 362 says, this is a really cool series, Smiley Face. Thank you, so Silly thank Guy. thank you, Silly Guy. I assume maybe like a new listener? He seems Perhaps. like a, a, someone new it's around It's actually here. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's your dad. <gasps> um, his profile on everything is Silly Guy, silly. including LinkedIn. <laughs> Some comments. So I guess it would be Indiana Jones was the last one, huh? I guess so. <laughs> we get absolutely destroyed in the <laughs> yeah, comments. All unsubbed. <laughs> all right, um... Actually, we gained subs. Have you seen that? We we're, did, yeah, no. We're well, in, while we're in BHL, the 40s. BHL Hudson is on the swift decline, ah. the Poly Podcast 
hitting its stride. Well, I don't know. Uh, it is I what don't it feel is. Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> get super real. <laughs> Man, that's life. <laughs> if something's not beautiful because it lasts, you know. <laughs> Uh, Josie says, it really disappoints me to say that Indiana Jones and the Dow Destiny was not worth it. They really jumped over that shark, and as a guy who has hot takes, I enjoyed the new Star Wars movies, Ghostbusters, Afterlife, etc. That's a boiling hot take, if I didn't mm. say that myself. I was expecting to like it, but didn't. I also agree with Freddy on Midsummer, adding that to the list of hot takes. Dang. He agrees? Josie Let's coming go. to blood. Alfeld says, I'm still trying to figure out if I liked Indiana Jones 5 or not. The movie is an enigma to me. Also, personally, I think it would have been more impactful if Short Round appeared at the end instead of Marion, especially given some recent events. Also, thanks for listening to my thing about Cheats News. Also, Tom Knews for today, July 3rd. Happy birthday, Cruz. Happy late birthday, Cruz. Have another segment in Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, and I'd, I'd, I'd agree with Short Round. That'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. ZJ says, not super related to the film itself, but when I was watching Dial of Destiny in theaters, a mother brought her two kids to see it, and during the film, she pulled out her laptop and worked on a Docker Excel while her daughter was playing the phone she brought. So, along with being kind of kind of a boring mid-movie, I had the light from these two devices in my right side distracting me. God, that does that's not sound cool. like a, a great... You should just whisper in their ears, and they'll, <laughs> yeah, and they'll probably shut up. That's an effective strategy. Shelf Enthusiast says, as soon as I saw BHL's Letterboxd review of Dial of Destiny, I knew this would be an entertaining episode. One of the funniest episodes you guys done in a while. I enjoyed the rage-filled <laughs> old people rank quite a bit. Hashtag BHL hates old people. No! Yes! No! <laughs> the truth comes out! I don't, I don't. <laughs> Hashtag Indiana Jones and the, <laughs> the kneecap of destiny. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, okay, so I guess some people enjoyed the rage, but I I stand by what I said. I don't know where to go now. <laughs> Josie says, I'm a man of my word. I will post this every week until the intro is played. Hashtag cue the intro. Hashtag play the anime intro. Hashtag justice for Freddy. Hashtag indies old lol. <laughs> and, well, I appreciate it. Anson says, hashtag literally 1984. <laughs> In reference to me not playing the intros like I'm a controlling government or something. And Shelf Enthusiast says, BHL can't get away with this forever. Hashtag the war wages on. Okay, well, we didn't even have an anime segment this week, so like, get was off. There, was there not in, in this one? I don't know. Surely there wasn't there, this one. There probably was. Either way, continue this. Cal W says, slight BHL on Indie 5 opinion. I Ooh. thought it was pretty okay, but certainly nowhere near the originals. We all know BHL's ageism affects his opinion. Hashtag <laughs> BHL hates old people. Hashtag yes. Solomon. Yes. No. Yes. I don't hate old people. I love and respect the elderly. God. We're clearly only favoring the working class. I hate kids. You hate the elders. <laughs> we were walking from the cinema the other day, right? AKA yesterday. Uh, mm. when this was filmed and then we saw an elderly guy right drop his bag <laughs> and i walked up and i helped him pick it up and then bhl literally came over and just shoved him to the ground <laughs> and he said Puh! spat on him and ran away joyfully that's not an accurate reflection of events <laughs> not how i wasn't joyful <laughs> i was victorious anson says kind of wild how james mangold has now directed two this classic characters old now type films that both run on completely different levels of quality dial of destiny and logan yeah logan is on a completely different planet from dial of destiny kian conakey says hashtag soul daddy hudson <laughs> <laughs> The is fuck it, does that even do, mean? Do we talk about... Um... Oh, we need to talk about Sicario <laughs> yeah, 2, Day of the say. Soldado or whatever. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, you, and I said I watched it with my dad, and you're like, oh, your soul daddy or something? Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, oh, damn. This is... Ooh. Oh, it's a hate comment. Possibly. Connor Beer says, not gonna lie, this is a bit of a BHL moment. Let's go! There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> you leveling in the hate? This is my moment. This is how old people feel talking to me? 
While Indy 5 is probably my least favorite film of the series, I'm one of those strange people that kind of likes Crystal Skull. There's definitely worse ways to cap out the franchise, and I thought some of the action was pretty fun, even if they were desperate to get Harrison in a vehicle. Plus, spoilers for those who haven't seen it, I don't hate the time travel aspect, but I think it was handled a little weirdly, and Indy wanting to stay in the past kind of came out of nowhere, but I don't know. Maybe I was just happy to see one of my childhood heroes have one more adventure. I will admit, though, this film definitely has the worst crew of protagonists in any indie film, which is saying something considering the last one had Shia LaBeouf in it. Hard agree on that last part. Mm. And you know what? A fair assessment not, of the not, not a total hate not comment, a hate comment. Just, See, just that's disagreeing. Even though I, again, I stand by that I, I'll try to handle myself a little, little differently in the future. <laughs> but I'm glad that we can have a, even when I'm a hateful, spiteful man. A civil debate. We can, everyone's just having a fun time in the yeah. comments. This is all nice fun. And Super Mason says, I'm still not sure of my thoughts on 95, but all I know is... <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Is that I heart pussy more. Let's go. I'm glad this meme is finally kind of winding no, down No, it's not. Bit. I'm not happy. <laughs> Let's get it back. I'm not happy that this was a, a recurring thing for a while. <laughs> okay, next pod. Comments. Which pod is this? This is movie characters that shouldn't have survived. We pre-recorded this in mm. Sterling. Yeah. Alpha says, finally, back on a Friday. Also, two things. One, make sure you read my comment from the previous pod. I think you might agree with it. And also read this comment because, two, I think another contender for this list would be Mario from the new movie. Good call. Ooh. He does, like, fall in that sewer? Mm-hmm. He does. He does get eaten a few times by, like, big plants. <laughs> Fabrizio says, is bro okay in the intro? <laughs> yeah, I listened, what is, what is I listened to this and it made me laugh so hard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to... I don't know what number pod this is. <laughs> always having a bad time I, I think i just did that very early in the morning um but <laughs> jesus christ okay i'm, what I'm, I'm, I'm not, i don't know if i'm gonna read this comment <laughs> let's see movie it. guy movie guy left a comment let's just put it like let's that just read it let's see freddy is <laughs> source you seen i'm gonna what i'm gonna censor all of that that is out of pocket <laughs> I'm gonna say that's not on. That's yeah. I think out someone of someone call for help. Cry for. I think. I think. I think out of pocket has never been more accurately applied to a situation. I'm gonna censor half of that, and you know, movie guy usually comes through with some some top tier comments. Some wisdom. <laughs> I don't think that is it. I'm say that's, that's not so, it, movie guy. That's so funny. What an absurd thing to happen. I was not expecting Jesus. That. Keith Porteous says, great topic. What happens at Pod 200 and Ethan Hunk? Um, thank you. Pod 200, you'll have to wait and see. Yeah, you'll have to wait. Um, Will you explain in minute detail what goes <laughs> we on? We play in the whole pod now. <laughs> uh, Josie says, Bill Murray from Ghostbusters Afterlife shouldn't have survived the movie because he was so old. Mm, of course. Also, all the people yelling... All the people Tom Cruise yelled at during his rant on the MI7 set shouldn't have survived his yelling. In all seriousness, I felt really good this week. Probably the best I felt in a long time. And this is a great way to start my weekend. A shorter than usual, but still banger pod. Glad to hear you're doing well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad we could be part of that. Thank you, Josie. Uh, and Anorag says, this is a year old Tom Canoes, but I figured I'd ask since it wasn't covered. Did you listen to the 200th episode of Light the Fuse, the official Mission Impossible podcast, where they interviewed Tom Cruise and asked him what his favorite Ethan Hunt haircut is? What? I've not heard There's that. There's a Cruise haircut podcast? You might have to tell us exactly what he says, because that does sound awesome. Mm. Also, I'm just <laughs> realizing Ethan Hunk. What was, <laughs> what was this? Did we talk about Ethan Hunt? What Maybe. This? Probably. Um, and then finally, the DreamWorks Movies Ranked Part 3 episode. Hua. Josie says, hey, BHL, you like jazz. I God. think that is a Barry... That's B a Barry B. Benson reference. Alfeld says, responds, did you mean BHL? Ooh, and that's Josie clever. says, damn, you right. <laughs> Alfeld says, here to remind you that the next non-pre-recorded pod better have some cheese news. I hope you're happy, Alfeld. Yeah. Alfeld. Uh, <laughs> Nearly destroyed us. <laughs> Shelf enthusiast, 
I expect an entire episode dedicated to Freddy's Japanese adventures, perhaps as a substitute slash anecdote to Freddy's anime hour. You know Ooh. what? Because this pod was very packed. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of time at the top. We can do it. We can do I it next time. Next time we hit some Japanese stories. Because you did some. I did cool, do some Japanese stories. Some some cool shit. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk, we'll talk. about it. Um, the Outlook. Your boy Lele mm-hmm. says all these pre-recorded pods and still no it chapter two review. I just like to clear up to Freddy. Ooh. If you look at my desktop here, okay. it's sitting here ready to go. It is. Okay. It'll go up when it's required, <laughs> when we really desperately need it. And we're maybe April fools. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but uh, it's, it's around. It's there. And then Daniel agrees. We need that episode released. Uh, Daniel says, feels so good to be back to the podcast after a long break from being on summer vacation. And what a great pod to be back on. One of the funniest in a while. The DreamWorks episodes will go down as some of the, as some of the best, as one of the some of the best. Uh, some of the best. And here's another pre-recorded episodes idea where you go over all the Pixar movies in multiple episodes, like the Disney ones and the DreamWorks ones. First of all, thank you, Daniel. Appreciate mm. it. Secondly, Pixar would be good. We did do a Pixar episode back like episode six or something, and it's, I would argue, one of our weakest episodes. One of our, okay. Not Delete good, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think a, we'll re, a redo could be great. I mean, because we did some... We talked some major things in our beginning episodes. Yeah, we could like, definitely redo some of those. Yeah, because like we got... We've grown up a bit. I also don't really remember what we talked about. And also, we, we weren't in our stride back yeah. then. We're still finding our footing. As opposed to now, where we reference Toppenheimer multiple times. Yeah, of course. A movie about horrific and we war get, acts. And we get some <laughs> movie guy comments that we just read. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I'd forgotten about that for a second. Why don't you remind me? Uh, and Connor Beer says, Are you telling me you've never seen Monsters vs. Aliens Mutant Pumpkins from Outer Space? Hashtag my father was a pumpkin. Hashtag <laughs> Matatuscar. Also, Stiltskin kind of looks like Shane Dawson. Kind of a shout. Kind of see it. I have not seen that short. Maybe it's awesome. Maybe it's dope. Maybe it's dope. That was the pod for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, drop a like, subscribe at the bell button, leave a comment down below what you thought of this pod and the movies we talked about. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also comment on the Spotify and leave a five-star rating, a nice review. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your boys and girls. Tell them all. Tell everyone who will listen. Which is none. <laughs> Just no one if you're talking about the pod. You can find me on YouTube, BHL Hudson, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, BHL underscore Hudson, Letterboxd, Real BHL Hudson. You can email the pod at bhlhudsonvids at gmail.com. So you can find me on Twitter, now X or something, whatever it's mm. called, at FDK underscore Dalt Sniper. You can find me on Instagram at Fidalgard. You can find me on Letterboxd at FDK underscore Thwilms and on YouTube at FDK Space Gaming. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Toppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs>